Hi, I'm Kevin Giovanoni. I'm a neurologist at uh, Bath and London School of Medicine and Dentistry, and I run a initiative called MS Selfie for MS Health Management around providing people with multiple sclerosis information around questions that are important to manage their disease. Um, I put out newsletters once or twice a week. They are usually general topics or they ca cover specific issues around cases that people usually email me uh, a question that I answer on the, uh, on the, in the newsletter or on the website. So this is a very sad case, in my opinion, uh, of the unfortunate consequences of biased decision-making. And the reason why I say this, this is a, a young woman with uh, active relapsing uh, MS. She was successfully treated with uh, alemtuzumab and immune reconstitution therapy in 2016 and 17, and has gone for five years uh, in remission without any problems. And she's now developed a uh, recurrence of her disease activity with a Lemitz phenomenon. In other words, when she bends her neck, she gets electric shock-like shock sensations down her back and an MRI showing a new spinal cord lesion. Her neurologist is refusing to give her a third course of alemtuzumab because the European Medicine Agency label states that having a, another autoimmune disease is a contraindication to being dosed with alemtuzumab. So he's offering her uh, other options. He's given her... Uh, choice between cladribine, ocaluzumab, ofatumumab, and natalizumab, um, but won't give her alemtuzumab despite her wanting this. Uh, she's finding the uh, reasons for not being able to have a third course of alemtuzumab bewildering, and she doesn't like the uh, options that have been put on the table for her. Now, I must point out that um, I completely uh, disagree with the European Medicine Agency and, a and her own neurologist's uh, opinion. When the European Medicine Agency reviewed the safety and efficacy of alemtuzumab, they <laughs> made a decision to make another autoimmune disease a contraindication uh, to treat people with alemtuzumab uh, based on a thumb suck. It wasn't based on evidence. We, the MS community, appealed and tried to get the European Medicine Agency to change their mind. We produced very good data uh, showing that uh, uh, having an, another autoimmune disease or developing an autoimmune disease after alemtuzumab doesn't predict uh, any serious complications or further autoimmune diseases. So we would really like um, them to review this, but I suspect they're not. Um, just so, let's let you know that the data we showed the European Medicine Agency at the time has now been published. It came out in the Multiple Sclerosis Journal in, in late December. And, re and basically, it uh, shows categorically, okay, that uh, having an autoimmune disease either before or after alemtuzumab treatment, this is not MS, but another autoimmune disease, does not predict autoimmunity after further courses. And so we uh, are quite adamant that we don't think autoimmunity should be a contraindication and it should open up uh, retreatment uh, using alemtuzumab for people with other autoimmune disease. At the end of the day, who's taking the risk? You know, it's not the European Medicine Agency that's taking the risk. It's not the neurologist that's taking the risk. It's the informed person with the disease. And uh, as I reflect on this uh, episode and this predicament this poor uh, woman is in, um, I begin to realize that 
this issue of cognitive biases, in other words, not being prepared to think laterally or look beyond your narrow worldview, doesn't only affect, affect individuals but institutions as well. And so uh, I would really urge us, MS community, now to use the opportunity provided by Brexit, and this is maybe an advantage of not being uh, beholden to the European Medicine Agency, is for us to go to the MHRA uh, and ask them to review the uh, alemtuzumab or lemtrada label and see if they can remove this contraindication, which is not evidence-based, showing them the data. Um, you know, this is one opportunity to allow a drug licensing or the summary of product characteristics between the United Kingdom to diverge from the uh, European Medicine Agency, which is ultra, ultra conservative, to be honest with you. And uh, it begs belief, in my opinion, the logic they apply to this particular review of the uh, alemtuzumab label. So if anyone from Sanofi Genzyme uh, is listening to this podcast or reads this newsletter, could you please discuss this internally within your company? And uh, are you prepared to put the resource and time in to go back to the MHRA and ask them to review the SMPC so we can get the label changed, with, at least for people with multiple sclerosis within the United Kingdom? I think this is important for the UK, uh, simply because we're one of the biggest users of alemtuzumab. And why should individual people with MS uh, you know, have to go through this type of illogical uh, decision-making and have to choose other therapies when they can be treated with uh, alemtuzumab? Before closing down this podcast, I'd just like to say to you that um, I use paid subscriptions for MSLV to raise money, and the money I'm using from this is to uh, pay for a professional medical writer uh, to take my newsletters, uh, curate them, rewrite them, and make them more understandable and put them onto a curated, indexed, easy accessible website. Um, and I'm also having to pay for the site, which we're doing on a WordPress platform, and the web designer to uh, design, run, and maintain this. Uh, so I, re I originally started off having a two-tiered system where I'd make people uh, pay to get case studies or read case studies, uh, and the rest of the content was uh, free for, the, for uh, other people with multiple sclerosis. Like quite a few complaints, people didn't like having not having access, uh, and I used to get people to email me in. Uh, asking me to make them uh, uh, subscribers so they could get access to the case studies. It created more work for me, so I decided to open the platform uh, up to everybody so everything is free and relied on the generosity uh, of the MS community f uh, for those who can afford to pay for the subscriptions to pay uh, altruistically. In other words, everybody benefits uh, for, for some a small number of people uh, paying a subscription. Well, since opening it up, um, I've had a large number of people um, cancel their subscription. Uh, I'm not saying they shouldn't cancel it, but I'm just saying it's actually threatening the the actual business model and the viability of the MS selfie. So I'm probably going to have to go back if, if the trend continues uh, to the two-tiered system where paid subscribers will get access to the case studies and the non-paid um, people who are not paying will only have access to the general newsletters. So uh, my appeal is if you do find these uh, podcasts and newsletters helpful and you want the wider MS community to continue to have access to all content, uh, I would encourage you to uh, become a paid subscriber and I would really uh, appreciate it. Please um, 
be aware that you can ask me questions. So if there's any issues around this podcast or this newsletter that you find uh, needs more clarification, go online, ask questions, and I will try and respond in a timely manner uh, uh, to the podcast and the uh, uh, letter. So thank you very much.